Well, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you're all having a good start to your morning. I want you to imagine with me that you were able to hop in a time machine and head back to 20 years ago and invest your life savings in the stock markets. I mean, imagine if you could go back 20 years ago and put all of your money in Apple stock, for example, or, or put all of your money in Amazon stock 20 years ago. That would be a pretty good investment. You would be doing okay right now <laughs> had you invested, dumped all of your life savings on one of those two stocks. And you know, the Bible tells us that there are investments that, that we can make right now that are sure to, to gain us a reward down the road. If not in this life, then certainly in eternity, certainly when we get to heaven. And, and so I, I want to look at 10 different investments that we can make in this life that we know will give us a great reward someday. And, and for this list, I, I'm indebted to a man named Kevin Halloran. And I'm really thankful that uh, he put together this list. And I, I think it's very helpful for us. These are our 10 surefire, no-brainer, investments that, that that are sure to give us a, a big payoff. And so here's the first investment that we can make in this life, prayer and fasting. This is what we read in Matthew 6, verse 6, and then 7 and eight, 17 and 18. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door, Jesus says, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And again, your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is a good investment. It's a guaranteed investment. You fast, you pray, you will be rewarded. Secondly, we're promised a reward when we have compassion for the vulnerable. This is what we read in Matthew 25, 37 and 40. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And then when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. When we show compassion on the vulnerable, we're promised a reward. Thirdly, we're promised a reward for bearing insults and being excluded for the name of Christ. And, and, and despite the fact that, praise the Lord, we don't live in a, a country in which we are regularly persecuted for our faith, in which we're subject to, to violence, we know that, that as followers of Jesus, even in the West, that we might at times bear insults or be excluded for the name of Christ. And this is what we read in Luke 6, 22 and 23. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. He's saying this is like Amazon stock. This is Apple stock. Your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets. It's a really good investment when you're bearing insults and being excluded for the name of Christ. Fourth, good investment is to love our enemies. To love your enemies, we're told, and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great. 
and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. That's Luke 6, 35. Again, it says reward will be great. We take that by faith. Believe. Believe that it's true. Number five, we're promised a reward for generous giving. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Luke 6, 38. Number six, when you offer hospitality that cannot be repaid, you're promised a sure reward. He also said to the man who had invited him, when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot be repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. That is a good investment. God is trustworthy. When he says you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just, you, you can take that to the bank. Number seven, we're, we're promised reward when we have endurance through the pressures of of ministry. This is what we read in 2 Corinthians 4. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are, are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. It's preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. So let us endure, let us press on. Number eight. This is a biggie. I want you to pay attention to this one. We're promised a reward when we produce quality work for our employer. Have you thought about that recently? This is what we read. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. It's Colossians 3, 23-24. So as you go to your workplace each day, you, you want to say, I want to work as unto the Lord. I want to work for the Lord, believing I'm going to be given a reward as a result. Number nine, faithfulness through trials brings a reward. This is what we read in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Faithfulness through child brings a reward. And then lastly, faithfulness to the truth. This is what we read in 2 John 1, verses 7 and 8. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but but may win a full reward. If we have faithfulness to the truth, if we continue to confess Jesus Christ, we will receive a sure reward. That's what's promised there in 2 John. So let us focus, church, on these investments. This is better than Apple or Google or Facebook or Amazon stock. These are practices that we can pursue knowing that they will bring a certain reward for us. Amen. God bless you. Hope that was encouraging for you. And I'll talk to you soon. Next time. <laughs>